Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. Watch. It's me, Jake Michaels. It's me, Gowron. With the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Keyleth? K- Kyla. <laughs> Kalar? Kaden? <laughs> Melissa? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kalar, right? Yeah, like Kalesh, but Kalar. I liked your yeah. reference, Xander, of the big old eyeballs with Gowron. Oh, yeah, I'm Xander. I reference Critical Role. It's also <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Welcome, critters. You're obligated to be here now because we said it. So <laughs> they come running when you say a name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the return of Gowron, and it's the episode reunion. Oh, oh! These always go swimmingly. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? A- Ambassador Kalar returns to the Enterprise to advise Captain Picard, who's been chosen as a neutral party to arbitrate the selection of a new Klingon leader. What? what? Him? But what about Kim Bopper? I don't remember his name. Kim Kim, Kim, Kim Jong-il? Who's no. <laughs> you would think Kalar could do this well on her own. She is a seasoned diplomat and mediator, but no. Yeah. No, oh. let's have the guy that showed up last to a Klingon planet mm-hmm. and like really put Klingons in their place and made them look bad mm-hmm. uh, and also fought off a knife attack. Yeah. That well, guy. This seems like a real stretch to let like some human interfere with a succession plan, right? Well, it does come into play that it has to be Picard because he is in on a secret that comes into play for the whole thing. Right. Could ruin the Klingon Empire, allegedly. Well, let's start this story with how we see it in the beginning, which has nothing to do with diplomacy as far as we're concerned, because we're going to go out and send some probes as part of a standard mission when suddenly a Klingon uh, cruiser appears. Uh, a, cruise, a cruise that we've never really seen before. And what do you know? Ambassador Kalar is on screen. And we'll remember her from the episode in season two, I believe, where uh, she met Worf and they uh, had they some conversations, as, I, as Data likes to say. They bit each other <laughs> on the bridge. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> In front of everyone. Yeah. And uh, they had plenty of conversations, and then we never see her again until now. And she's like, I have some urgent matters to discuss with you, Captain Picard, which turns out to be true, but mm-hmm. I thought it was actually a smokescreen to see Worf. And as she is beamed aboard, uh, right, Worf is supposed to go uh, escort her from the transporter room, and he says, Captain, I'd like to not do this because of my dishonor amongst Klingons, and I don't want to offend the ambassador. Discommendation. Oh, I did. I wish he would have brought that up more because <laughs> we it really didn't play. To me. Yeah, it didn't matter at all to <laughs> <No>. us. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is early on setting also the context for all the backstory that we have to deal with because this is a Mm. backstory-heavy episode. Yeah. Speaking of backstory, the episode you were referencing where we meet Lady K Mm -hmm. is the Emissary, season two, episode 20. Thank you. Wow, well done. (laughs) I just uh, reached into my memory elf drives. (laughs) Access that feedback loop. Mm -hmm. Uh, There it is. Well, uh... Picard shuts that down and says, I don't want to hear you ever asked to do that again because you're a member of this crew. 
and that doesn't matter here. And so, Worf well, says, he kind of went, was, you're the only Klingon. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to put your tail between your <laughs> legs and go yes. hide in a closet every time we see a Klingon ship? Right? No, you are a Federation officer. <laughs> Get he in uses, there. Yes. like, the effective tactics against Worf to motivate yeah. him. He really, oh, you yeah. scared? You yeah. chicken, Worf? <laughs> I'm glad you two pointed out the specifics of how he said that, because he did. He asked him a question instead of telling him not to, right? He's like, right. Well, are you sure? And Worf's like, oh, my pride? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Withdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bring honor into it. Yeah. He goes to the transporter room. The technician's like, all right, ready to beam two aboard. He's like, two? Two? And dun, dun, dun. There's a little Klingon kid with Kalar. Listen, Kalar has been planning this for months. <laughs> you cannot convince me that she has not brought up this level of pettiness. That she is like, I'm not going to tell him shit because he's going to make me do a bunch of stuff if he finds out that this is his kid. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait for the right moment and we're going to beam there together. Yeah. <laughs> She's just Send a subspace message. <laughs> yeah, she just really doesn't like his traditional beliefs. Uh doesn't want to go to family Christmas and have to do the Klingon ceremony. Right. right. And uh, she confronts him about it pretty quickly. Uh, we get to the turbo lift with just her and Worf, and she says this great line, which is like, not only a bite for old time's sake, a bite yeah. on the cheek for old time's sake. <laughs> it's very oh, good. <laughs> uh, I liked the subtlety of, you seems like someone who wanted to ask a question. <laughs> yes, because she is running this scene. She yeah. has played it mentally in her mind for months. <laughs> yeah, and Worf is just like, ugh, I'm in such a bad situation no matter what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at his face in this picture behind me. He's, this yeah, is yeah. him for most of this episode. <laughs> just a furrowed brow of yeah. indecision. Well, to be fair, he's, yeah, it's permanently furrowed. <laughs> That's but... true. Fur furrowed and folded. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he, and he doesn't ask, notably. He, she calls him out on him. He's like, do you want to ask? And he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Don't be coy. I hate coy. Do, uh, are you going to make me ask the question? Yes, dude. Yep. Ask the freaking question. He doesn't ask the question. Worf, you really, uh, you, you let me down as a romantic partner. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, what I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, he let, let us down as, as a father figure, too, for a second, and then you realize why. And I think he says it either in this scene or the next, which is like, he'll bear my uh, disrespect. Discommendation. Discommendation. Blah, blah, blah. What an <laughs> excuse. Get out of here with that. He uses that as a shield way too much there. <laughs> I yeah. can't pay child support. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I am not one to defend honor. I am in complete agreement with you, Xander. But we are trying to understand his perspective here. So that's it's not just that he's a bad dad. It's that he's trying to protect his kid mm -hmm. from from what he's experiencing. So there's a flip side to that, right? Allegedly. To be fair, you can't be a good dad if you didn't know you were a dad. <laughs> that's true. And I thought that this was a good way to reveal to the audience what what was going on here, too, because she outright says something towards the end of like, what? He's just supposed to grow up without a dad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's totally in the right on this, too. And we're, we're yeah. all as we have the audience. We know that that Worf's honor bound stubbornness is a thing he needs to overcome. And mm -hmm. so we've got to sit here while he overcomes it. But we learn pretty quickly that this actually isn't even the most important thing that we're supposed to be paying attention to because she does have important news for Picard mm. because Kepek, uh, Kempek, right? Is there it is. Pronounce it, Kempek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's like the head of the council 
is dying and he needs yeah but she shows up and says blah 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 civil war don't worry just pick one yeah i love her i love her so much well she she's like not fully klingon in her understanding of it she's like these men are fighting over this crap again will you just settle it so i can be an ambassador and we can get the empire back rolling notably she is half human and so she's got like that way of like i know how to explain this to the human bridge mm-hmm. here we go mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> she, she like Worf has a two, uh a foot in both worlds right yeah she's code switching <laughs> yeah yeah well and also Worf mentions to alexander later on i'm sorry for jumping ahead but like i didn't realize this that Worf was not only the first klingon in starfleet but the only currently did you, did we know this wild oh. not a single other klingon has applied right. to well, be a federation has, officer he has that special circumstances of being adopted and raised by humans yeah. and so had that unique opportunity so there may be someone in the academy or something like that or... it seems like he'd keep tabs on this uh, <laughs> right. and it does seem very rare in the numbers that exist in the universe that there's not a single other klingon baby that was raised by human parents that's true there must have been. I guess they just all became chefs. <laughs> They're constantly cooking Klingon delicacies in yeah. restaurants. You know, yeah. you tone down that gaminess, and I think there's a nice fusion <laughs> restaurant to be had. Can I have less blood on this, please? Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the wine, though, as we learn. Yeah. Wine is because, poison, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that he, I kind of misunderstood at first that um, the guy who was dying, their leader. Kim Peck was like, I've been poisoned slowly yeah, and then he by drinks. wine. It's <laughs> like, oh, this guy's just die- dying of like liver failure. Right, right. Oh, no, he did mean poison. Yeah, no, he did yeah. mean poison. Did. I, also misunders- I also misunderstood that briefly. I was like, what are you implying? Either way, whether it was poisoned wine or you were dying because you're killing your Klingon liver or whatever, maybe stop drinking the wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be a Klingon leader. You need that wine. That's a signature yeah. thing. I actually kind of like that choice of like yes i'm being poisoned he takes another yeah. sip <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you i mean damage is done yeah yes. but actually this is why um we have more of a justification as to why picard becomes the arbiter of succession mm-hmm. is because kim peck picked him and yep. kim peck is his dying wish gets to pick the arbiter kim that peck makes knows sense how to pick him. that's a great little loophole in the plot that they, they're like they're like here we'll just give you this you can't refuse the dying wish of a klingon commander <laughs> yeah that's great yeah kim so peck we also find a picard moderator there's yeah. something there kim peck pick up picard pick up picard and the <laughs> arbiter of the pick and kim peck kim peck so, pick peck a in the poison, <laughs> in a pickled pack of poisoned Picard pickers, uh, he he's like, okay, so also this arbiter thing, it's pretty important because it's between Gowron and Duras, and also find out who poisoned me. It's either Gowron or Duras. <laughs> Notably, yeah, <laughs> it's got to be one of these two. Right. Man, maybe if you find out who did the poisoning, maybe don't pick that one. Yeah. But that's not how Klingons work. It doesn't necessarily negate you. Yeah, well, we find out that like it's the same reason that they would keep it the secret about Duras in the first place, because they find out that the person who succeeded him killed the emperor by an unhonorable means, then it derails everything in the selection process. So right. you have to find out who did. So Duras, as we'll remember from, ugh, what's the name of that episode, Becca? The episode where Worf uh, loses his honor, because Duras- Did he lose his honor? Like, I, did that happen? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, dude. I think they have a name for that. Mm. Sins of the Father. There it is. Sins of the Father. Thank you. Uh, that's where uh, Duras's season inter- three, episode seventeen, <laughs> where we had learned that actually it was Duras's father that had betrayed the Klingon Empire, but Worf yep. took the hit so as to keep the Empire stabilized because Duras was like kind of in the line for succession anyway, and it would have yes. created a civil war between the great houses if that was the case. Guess and, that happened though. Yeah, right. apparently that happened. <laughs> yeah. So Kempek mentions all this as the context, which, as you said, uh, rightly, is that's why Picard, who also knows about this, is the arbiter. And then he dies off screen. Uh, so great. So and then, then dies a bunch on screen, too, multiple times. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We kept the okay. <laughs> so there's a ceremony when yeah. somebody is a ruler and dies. You got to make sure they're super dead. Yes. And there's only one way you can do that if three people poke him with a cattle prod. Yeah. <laughs> the arbiter and the possible successors. Right, right. But really, the way in which you prod someone with a cattle prod to see if they're dead speaks volumes oh, about sure your character. Does. Yeah. Do you get him in like <laughs> alleged Klingon heart, or do you stab him a bunch in the gut? In the gut, hate on your face. How many seconds do you leave the prod there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to make sure the corpse gets warm. You can see it by the glow. <laughs> yeah, wait till it smokes. <laughs> Gross. It can't smell good in that chamber at all. <laughs> <laughs> and now to the next test to make sure he's really dead. Each of us will throw the corpse off a building. Right. Okay, now we will each hold this corpse underwater. <laughs> and after all those trials are done, he's dead. Well, and the thing that gets me is that we keep interposing this dramatic Klingon story of hierarchy with this like pre-K dramatic thing with Alexander in the school terrorizing other children. Hey. It's such like a, a blunt cut. Yeah, it's it's very strange. But like, it, again, Worf always keeps tying it back to like, OK, listen. I have a discreditation. <laughs> like, okay, you're oh, yeah. <laughs> No, we <I> know. <laughs> That's Alexander, the yeah. five-year-old. It's like, I heard. The kids won't stop talking you. about it because you told them to. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what kids do. They fight over toys. Mm-hmm. But really, Worf tries to get the point across. Kid, it's about honor. You're leaving daycare early so I can show you my not weapons. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you're not going to be a warrior like this. And notably, he goes, I don't want to be a warrior. And that destroys war. <laughs> <laughs> he's too cute to be a warrior yet. Mm, he's got the page boy. <laughs> <laughs> that haircut. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is very 13th century. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then Kalar gets wind of all this uh, discommodation stuff because Worf brings him back into her quarters. Uh, and that's what sets her down to looking into it, right? Right. Well, is it? It's during that ceremony that where they're uh, painstaking the corpse that that they are like, okay, I want to get done with this rite of succession. And Picard's like, not so fast. But then there's an explosion very suddenly, right? A bomb. Yeah. A bomb. Oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, who were they trying to blow up? That's, Everyone. You, you are you you're legitimately asking like what the what the plan was exactly? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it's Duras. He's a piece of shit. We know this the whole time. Right, yeah, right. It's pretty obvious. It's obvious in that it was implanted in one of Duras's guards, which we find out eventually, right? But it's not obvious because we don't know who this Gowron guy is. He's just a new... He's got the eyes. Well, so those eyes. Do you guys... I I mentioned this in the episode that this actor was in, but he's been in this in uh, Star Trek Next Generation before. Do you remember? Wasn't it a Ferengi? 
he was uh he was actually one of the human mobsters in one of the holodeck episodes get out yeah let me uh find it for you real quick it was one of the ones that uh picard I think you, did you mention that he i did in that episode yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, that it's the episode i want to say is the second season where uh troy's mom loxana comes on board uh-huh. and picard's like i need to get out of here and he runs to the holodeck <laughs> oh. to go have an adventure <laughs> yeah, and it's probably you could notice the eyes. Exactly. Well, this guy was a feature. villain, and uh, he played like Scar- his name was like Scarface or something. Let me get it real quick. Sure, it was. No, it was, <laughs> it was cut face. Cut face. Yeah, they distinctly had to... different. <laughs> okay, Robert O'Reilly. Robert O'Reilly thank also you. played a character named Scarface. It was Scarface. Oh. Okay. I'll wow. put a link to Scarface in the description. Hear from the lawyers. yeah in the episode the big goodbye. The big goodbye. That's what was it. The big goodbye, or or was it? Uh... I'm following a series of links, and the big goodbye. Okay, so that was one of the first uh, is ones. Is it part of the Dixon Hill series? Yeah. Here, I'll put a link in our chat to uh, Robert's picture when he played Scarface, where his eyes are very present in that as well. Which very I believe, present. as I recall, is why he got cast as this. Sure. Eye work. Cast that eye guy. Great <laughs> eye work. Yeah. Put so much makeup. You got big eyes. You. <laughs> You can wear a lot of prosthetics, especially in the first scene. Like the first, the first shot of Galron, he's like, "Ooh, big eyes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, a lot of these Klingons seem sketch. They really, for uh, people that talk as much about honor as they do, like, why are they so sketchy to each other? Mm. Poison, poison. Even Worf is completely affronted that poison would even be a way a Klingon would kill another Klingon. Yeah. Notably, I made a note of his reaction there because Picard was like, he was murdered. And Worf was like, oh, bum, bum, with bum. poison. Oh, what? then there was a reaction. <laughs> murder? Cool. Yeah. Chill. Love it. Poison, poison. murder? Oh. Uh, no. Despicable. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know I'm discommendated, but that's the sort of thing I would discommendate <laughs> yeah. someone for. Have you heard? <laughs> so, as you had said, though, uh, Worf brings Alexander next to uh, Kalar's head to her quarters, and uh, she explains why she didn't tell Alexander about Worf, right? Because mm. then Worf would have insisted that they get married. I think that was the ceremony they keep bringing up, or the oath, or whatever he says. Oh, a oath of companionship, or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Because he asked her that the last time they were together, he was right. like, "And marry me, be part of this," and she's like, "No, no, not interested." Which is good because yeah. she's awesome. Well, she doesn't want to just be married out of necessity and yeah. tradition and like we boned. So now right. you got to put a ring on it. She's like, no, 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 no. Just be like, a no- I was going to say a normal human. Um, well. Be a normal person. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, if you want to marry me for love, that's different. But you need to use your words. And he can't use his words. <laughs> no, he's, that one thing he can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't even well, ask the question. Well, he does use his words to remind her that why he can't do that now is because of his discommendation. Oh, That's the only word he knows. It was really Chekhov's discommendation. It was going to come <laughs> up at some point. <laughs> he doesn't want to, like, confer that dishonor to Alexander, so that's another reason. Uh, yeah. she's, she confronts him, but we have to go back towards negotiations because this thing is still happening. Well, I want to mention that they the they say some words in Klingon, and I have oh. I have looked up what they meant. Oh, okay. Worf says, "My blood." She replies, 
our blood. And these are the first two lines of the marriage oath. So uh-huh. when she pulls away, she was stopping from doing Ooh. the actual ceremony. Wow. Good subtext, yeah. Becca. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks like he pulls away. If you don't listen to the Klingon, it looks like he has a moment where he stops it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that this all happens, and then she has a memorable line, which is, "If you won't be his father, be his friend." Oh, it's a good yeah. one. So check in on him once in a while in kindergarten class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go get him. So <laughs> what? Then I believe this is when Duras and Galron finally show up in their uh, ships, and uh, it's Duras who like contacts the bridge and is talking to Picard, and he's like, "I want to get all this over with." And Picard's like, mm. "You're gonna come over here, and you're gonna chill, and we're gonna talk about this." And yes. Worf walks onto the bridge, and you see Galron look, or you see Duras look over. He's like, "Don't let that come on board." He actually says a bad word, right? He says a Klingon bad word. <gasps> Don't. Jesus. Okay, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, I'm so sorry. Inappropriate. Really it, inappropriate. Uh, oh, we just got an explicit. The P this. word. Yeah, they refer <laughs> yeah. to Kling, They refer to Worf as like less than a person constantly. He is a that to them. He is not the same. I, I don't know why. Is it because of his discomfort? Especially because Duras oh. knows what what Worf did for him. Took the yeah. fall for him. Yeah. And in that back room, when the truth was laid out, and Worf was like, "I'll take the hit because you're a shitty person. I'll so, do it." There is actually a bit of like queer subtext here too, because oftentimes the people that are the most homophobic are are like using that as a cover up for yeah. some sort of secret. Either it's a shameful thing that they they think that they've done in the past, or they're covering something up, and it becomes this outward vitriol to, towards other people. Well uh, displayed in sex education. Yeah. Uh huh. Me thinks he doth patak too much. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeped. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that moment because also Picard notices that and he, he shuts off uh, Duras and he, he pulls Worf into his ready room. He's like, hey, I understand this sucks for you. Okay. Yeah. And Worf's like, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still have to go through with this. Okay. Right. <laughs> Damn it. So buck up and we're going to get through this and you're going to be involved somehow, but I won't make you go to the ceremony yet. Well, right? we'll get there. We'll get there. Speaking of ceremonies, Kaylor has an idea. Well, rather Picard asked some probing questions about like, okay, the actual succession, how do I decide? How does it work? It's just a fight basically, mm-hmm. right? Is the new way? Unless. Well, you keep saying new way. Yeah. Is there an old way? Ha-ha. Fight with bureaucracy. <laughs> you asked the right question in bureaucracy it is. Basically, it used to be a bragging match. Mm. Who can brag the most in this brag off? He shall be the winner. That's, uh, that's what they decide to do. But which, that could take hours. I know. <laughs> which Picard announces it's called a jachuk. Yes. Jachuk. Jachuk. Yeah. Yeah. Gowren? Uh, what? He's a little surprised. And then Duras. You could tell by the real eyes. Pissed. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. Um, really hard to tell, actually. When the, there's a, uh, it's a constant state of surprise for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good. So uh, that's what they're doing, huh? Yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, the crew's trying to, like, analyze this whole explosion thing, right? And it's, it's a bomb went off, killed one of each of the guards uh, mm. after the ceremony. And so uh, Jordy and Data figure out that there was like a molecular decay timer. Did I get that right? Yeah. Which is notably like, Romulan technology. Right. And used only by Romulans. It's a really mm-hmm. a signature thing. It's like their calling card. And Crusher also mentions that like the 
explosion happened from within the forearm of one of the guards. They did some cool like medical jargon, but it like it follows through. Like she had the explanation of like there are ballistic analyses you mm-hmm. could do and the patterns, and this is how I figured this out. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool crusher moment. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the supporting cast really comes in to like flesh out the rest of the ship while really we don't need any of their story. We need to focus on this, but we still, everybody's there. It's still an ensemble. And good at their job. Yeah. Then in the observation lounge, Duras, is this when he approaches Kalar about like speeding it up and he gets really nefarious with her? Right, yeah. yeah, like, so we're doing this brag-off thing. I wonder if you like fast brag-offs, <laughs> and then maybe if you do like that, then maybe you like, you know, favors well, later on for stuff. What did he offer? Well, that one was was Galron. Right, so Galron and Duras, they first, they have, I, I guess they fight in, in their little uh, ceremony thing where they're listing off their um, accomplishments with Picard. Yeah. And Picard actually is, he wants to Close move on quacker, quicker. He's trying to make it happen faster. And he reminds Blacker. them, he's like, it's my I, it's my prerogative. I'm the arbiter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the tradition. Because, well, notably, Kalar gets visited during then, a recess. Then, right, and point. then, you're right, Galron comes in. Galron, yeah. he's the one we're not familiar with. Right. And he says, you need to speed this up, and he sneers at her and stuff. And, and well, actually, offers her, like, if I'll put you on the council or whatever. What she calls him out for is, like, you're, like, conniving like a Ferengi, right? Instead yeah, of yeah. The, the strong Klingon would just lean back Ouch. and demand it of her, mm-hmm. right? Or something. I kind of like that uh, from her. No, no, I'm not weak. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a strong boy. I'm a strong Klingon boy. Yeah. Plays him like a fiddle, a Klingon fiddle. So then we return to the conference room and Worf is brought in this time. And oh, Duras is nuts. Want to stand for that. Notably, Picard wants to cause a stink because right. he wants them to start going off and spouting to maybe let something slip. Yeah. Yeah, because this whole subtext of, like, Duras is not uh, a clean player is concerning, obviously, to Picard for the stabilization of the Empire, but also because Worf has a stake in this, too, and he's not really ignoring that right now. Oh, and also, notably, uh, outside of this, whenever there's downtime, we see Kalar sort of investigating further into what happened with Worf and Picard and this discommendation that apparently happened. Yeah, she asked Picard about it, and he pointedly says, I cannot reveal that information. Mm -hmm. Wink. But jumping back to the meeting where Worf is called in to stir up shit, Worf um, outwardly says, okay, so each of you, we all did our independent studies on what the bomb was about. (laughs) What did you get? Oh, a random bomb. Uh, Common substances. Yeah, no, bullshit. (gasps) And uh, he gives... It was Robin. The yeah. real rundown, yeah, of yeah. the Romulan information uh, so that um, Jordy and Data can have something to do this episode. Which, <laughs> <laughs> well, this also, like, this sets off even more animosity between Gowron and Duras, right? Because now yes. they suspect each other not only of betraying each other, but also conspiring with Romulans. That's a big no-no. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Picard was looking for, to see who reacted in what way. Does this seem very surprising to someone and maybe not to someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of a big no-no, Kalar (laughs) doesn't even give an F about digging into this Kittimer massacre and trying to access a restricted file about Duras, which Duras immediately is made aware of. Mm -hmm. And he no likey. 
Yeah. Right. And because we had that previous scene where Gowron visited her and she stood her ground and was very capable, there's almost this sense of you're you're not worried. Like, sure, he can go see her. Like what he's what's he gonna do? You know? Yeah. Yeah, about that. <laughs> he really yeah. goes off the script of what we're used to happening in a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Because um, several places. Is this it? This is this is where it happens. Well, mm-hmm. th- 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 we don't see it happen. We see a conversation that's very tense, and she calls him out, and she says, "You know, I discovered everything. It was your your father was also on Kittimer when Kittimer. this happens, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting that you were pushing for all of this at the exact same time. Maybe it was you that were involved, and I, 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 that's kind of where we cut to a commercial, I believe, right? Yeah, and then we." We go Cut to more uh, toddler daycare hijinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is abrupt. <laughs> this is when I think is when Crusher does the revelation of like the one of the bodyguards was involved. She actually figures it out at that point, right? And so. Uh, yeah. And then right after that scene, Worf's walking with Alexander back from kindergarten and then they stumble upon his mother's nearly dead body. Right. Yeah. Very, very. Here's surprisingly. the thing I don't get. Worf immediately asks the dying woman uh, for in her last breaths. It was Gowron, wasn't it? No, this whole time. Just been... set you up. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, the idiot. Gowron, like, question mark. I, I felt her trying to reach up and slap him <laughs> in the moment. She's like. My my Thurl. guess, my guess for why he jumped to that conclusion is because Kalar was suspicious of Gowron and mentioned it to everybody when he tried to be conniving to her behind. So yeah. I guess that's why. And uh, yeah, then he got to be able to be like, he got to say the line, Dora. I'm yeah. just saying I'm never going to trivia with Worf. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> He's the head of security. Context clues, Interesting. But you will play poker against him because he <laughs> yeah. does not have patience. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there, there's that bold choice of like, there there she is dead. Yeah, he calls Crusher dead. and then uh, like forces Alexander to look. You've never seen death, he says. Yeah. And then look and always remember. Yikes. Don't forget the howl of the Klingon death ritual. Yeah, yeah, that was brought back. Mm-hmm. Love that choice. Um, it's too late to save her. Crusher doesn't get there in time. Uh, she's dead. Worf leaves, is gone. And the, the crew's like, so where'd Worf go? He's not on board the Enterprise. And we learn that, well, we see that he took off his comm badge, grabbed a mm-hmm. batleth, and transported over. I will note another unauthorized transport. It's been a while He's since breaking we've seen lots one. of rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what'd you call the weapon? The batleth. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, extension of the arm, a batleth. Yeah. We we didn't really talk about how he shows it to Alexander mm. earlier when he's doing some daddy bonding. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, 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 don't fling that around like a weapon. Look, now it's my hand. Now it's my arm. <laughs> now it's part of me and I kill with it. But it's not a weapon. Right. Again, Chekhov's batleth. Chekhov's batleth. There we go. <laughs> you show it, you gotta kill with it. Mm-hmm. Or shoot it. Or whatever you do. You get it. He's notably gotten better with the Batleth. I liked a lot of this choreography that he did yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he goes and confronts Duras right up front, and Duras is like, you don't even have the right to claim vengeance because you're not a person. Uh, Worf decides right then and there to call out that uh, she was his mate. Yeah. So, well, I Declared guess that changes Declared it in front of things. everyone. So... Duras draws a sword, which is a great draw. That was a cool shot. I liked like that. Out of and someone else held it yeah, up for something, Yeah, someone held right? it for him, and he just <laughs> yeah. draws it without without dropping his gaze. And uh, we get a great little fight scene between the two. 
And then Worf killed a guy. Dude. Honestly, this... long overdue. Right. Like, if only he'd done that back on the Klingon planet when he found out that that guy was trying to frame him. Mm. Like, uh, that seems like the more Klingon thing, but it really took the death of his mate right. before he had the cojones. It was crucial that Duras survive in that previous episode because it was going to keep the Klingon Empire from falling apart. But now, Worf's, Worf's sense of vengeance and wrath is going to take over. And I guess rightly so, right? So Picard, er, uh, so Riker and Data like beam on over to try and stop all this from happening, but aren't in time. And <laughs> Worf gives quite the chop right into uh, Duras' yeah. chest. And it's framed in a way that, like, especially like at this time on television, you'd think that he missed conveniently and it would be like right ah, next to his head or something and he'd yeah. still be there, but terrified and spared. But nope. Two violent deaths in one episode yeah. is pretty bold. Three important characters die in this episode mm-hmm. because of uh, Quebec or whatever. Quebec. What's Quebec? Quebec. 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 Never going to get these Klingon names. Quebec. 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 Thank you. We don't need to talk about him anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where we like leave that scene. It's just like, oh, Worf went ahead and did it. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Picard who says, do you want to resign given what's just happened? And Worf's like, no. And notably, I was waiting for him to bring up the relationship between him and Kalar and Alexander, but doesn't say anything oh, to Picard. Yeah. That's interesting. That doesn't right? come up, does it? Look, I don't know. He's a guy that doesn't like children. I don't know if that sells with him. I don't know if that buys you any any distance. (laughs) Well, it turns out that the Klingons are cool with how that worked out because of the vengeance law. So uh, there's not going to be like an international scuffle. Or not international. Uh, Well, intergalactic. Intergalactic, thank you. Uh, And so I guess he just gets a formal reprimand, which seems like a nice way to kind of end this. I mean, this is... But now (laughs) he's got a discommendation in Starfleet, and we're never going to hear the end of it. (laughs) Alexander has to bear two tainted legacies. Uh, Well, what are we going to do with Alexander is the real question, because his wonderful mother, one of the best characters in the series... The Roshenkos? Has been murdered. Oh, the Roshenkos. Yeah. No. Uh, no, no, I mean, Kalar is, yeah, Kalar she's incredible. Awesome. I'm very sad that she's gone. Yeah. At least she got a memorable death, not like the Tasha Yar treatment. <laughs> That's true. Oh, we're still going to bring up Tasha Yar, even now. Uh, <laughs> not that I want to, but like, yeah. This this was a tough death for uh, the production crew to write, apparently, and also the fans oh. had trouble with it. Uh, Ron Moore says that we loved Susie, who's the actor yeah. who played that character, and she that character, great. but it worked because her death, her death worked because you cared about her, and we made an effort not to do it capriciously and for no reason, just just not just to get her off the show so Worf wouldn't have to deal with her. Uh, I have pals on the show, and they were upset. It took Worf's mm-hmm. character in a different direction, which is sort of what we did with Sins of the Father. Anybody who watches that episode is moved and outraged by the killing of Kalar. So you're mad and you have some need for vengeance, the same need that Worf does. Mm-hmm. If we've tapped into those feelings so that when Worf goes back to his quarters and grabs the sword and the audience is screaming for Duras's head, then you've done it. You've, su- you've succeeded. You really had to do that scene where Picard calls Worf onto the carpet for what he did and puts it to him. Hmm. I see the point, but there's also this element of like fridging this strong female character and just having mm. her die for the betterment of not only to Worf but also Alexander. Like it's just a little like, ugh. yeah. There's so much more you could do with her. She's so good. Yeah, but kill your darlings, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you get to go through that justifies another another 
unfortunately another character choice for the male character but it, it's another choice for one of the core characters that we'll get to live with more yeah and now we've got alexander uh who gets to establish his existence in this universe right well and also as becca was pointing out gets uh sort of adopted by yeah. Worf's human parents a third legacy that Worf gets to bestow upon him yeah amazing well that was reunion and will not be the end of uh Worf's discommodation series <laughs> because no, actually yeah. Picard even oh, says he's like do you want to is it time to come out with the truth and we're like yes and he's like yes, no we're like not nah. yet ah. <laughs> you really had a clutch moment in that revenge bit but okay you do you mm. oh well well that was reunion and next week we'll be visiting a real interesting episode it's called future imperfect and in this episode during an away mission Riker falls unconscious and awakens to discover that 16 years have passed and <gasps> he is now captain of the Enterprise. What? What? Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out next week. Let's go there. Single dimensional time travel, warp <laughs> speed ahead. Engage. Engage.